Shut up and sit down. What up, freaks? We're here, episode 19, live at Cross Country Studios here in the lovely Boca Raton, Florida. I uh, just wanted to uh, announce that the bear is not here. He's hibernating this week. So uh, hopefully he'll be back for next episode, episode 20. Uh, but I wanted to give a special thank you to our buddy Jared Borden out there. He was our guest last week, and I am happy to announce it was our most controversial episode to date. Wild stuff, wild emails, phone calls, voicemails. Uh, it was just coming in from, from all angles, really. So thank you, guys. I'm glad um, we got a rise out of you fuckers. Um, also got some emails about the language. Uh, you know, people were talking about my language on last episode. Uh, it was uh, very excessive. Lots of curse words. Like fuckers? Yeah, something like that. And I got to say, um, look, just, just click the off button. Just tune out. I mean, that's that's what I do. If I hear something I don't like, I turn it off. I switch the station, right? But the cool thing was they stuck it through. They listened to the episode. actually got a rating from a guy named Chase, and I wanted to thank Chase. Uh, he said that the language was very excessive, but uh, he gave us five-star rating on Apple iTunes. So thank you. Uh, but I will try uh, my very best. I'm always trying every day to be a better person, <laughs> so I'm going to try. Well, given the five-star rating, would you go higher or lower with the profanity this episode? <clears throat> Oof. Well, if I could get six stars, I would. I'd take my clothes off right now. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, again, thank you to Jared. Um, today, filling in uh, for the Bear, uh, if you're an avid listener, uh, our most listened-to episode, 1738 is its title, Dana Shaw is back, and he's going to be side by side, co-captain uh, this 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 damn plane that we're flying tonight. I'm literally sitting right next to you right now. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's my absolute pleasure, Dana. And this week's guest, owner of Robot Brewing Company in Boca Raton, Florida. We just did an awesome Instagram live uh, beer tasting, some great beer. Please welcome Alan Steen. Awesome. Thanks, welcome. guys. Thanks for yeah. having me. Yeah. yeah. My absolute pleasure. So uh, we just had some great beer, um, all brewed by you. I mean, super talented. How long have you been doing this for? Uh, so professionally, I've been doing this for about six months. Uh, <laughs> um, I was a home brewer, though, um, for many, many years. I started in college and uh, just like just very, very basic stuff. And essentially at that point, I was just brewing to try to save money. I was yep. like, I don't really care what it tastes like. I just want to get drunk for cheaper. And I thought that was the way to do it. Hell yeah. Uh, everybody out there, just so you know, it's not cheaper. It's more expensive in the long run. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, yeah, so that's how I started. And uh, did that for a little while, for about a couple of years, and then kind of fell out of it. And then um, about seven or eight years ago, got like really, really into brewing again. Um, just jumped, you know, headfirst into it, reading everything I can. Um, researching and everything so about eight eight years uh, really really hardcore wow that's pretty cool so you have this great place in Boca which is the old funky Buddha lounge uh, which a lot of people know uh, so it's going to be easy to find for people uh, but you have eight years experience so that's cool coming in you know as a new business owner operating a business but eight years of experience of, of creating your own craft your own beer yeah so that that's something special that's something that a lot of people need to know you know it's not going to the yell house it's not going to a, a local pub and just getting you know your typical bud light miller light you know you're you're getting some beer that you've never tasted before anywhere in the world so it's pretty amazing 
Yeah, it's fun. It's it's really cool, like perfecting recipes and burning them over and over mm-hmm. and over again, and kind of tweaking things yeah. here and there, and you know, seeing how things change. You know, I gotta do, I gotta add the hops five minutes earlier this time, and seeing how it changes beer. <laughs> so it's it's a it's a cool little little experiment. Mm-hmm. You know, brewing beer is so it's, it's a good time for sure. I enjoy it. I mean, at this point with your partnership, Bob, it's a lot more than an experiment. I mean, you're really it's it's really starting to come up. I mean, obviously having your place where the Funky Buddha storefront was. I mean, that's I mean that says something not only about you but about Funky Buddha as well. Yeah. So the the way that kind of all um, happened was we um, I, I know the old owners of Funky Buddha, and um, they sold the big brewery to a group called Constellation about a year and a half ago or so. Um, and kind of during the middle of all that, uh, I was doing a, a pro am competition with with. Uh, with the guys at Funky Buddha. So basically, as a home brewer, I, you know, if you win a certain competition, you're eligible to do a pro-am beer um, for the Great American Beer Fest out in Denver, which is like the biggest beer fest in mm-hmm. North America. It's huge. Um, so they were nice enough to ask me if I wanted to do a beer with them. And um, so we brewed one of my homebrew beers on their system, and then we entered it out in uh, the contest out in Denver. And then kind of while we were out there, um, Ryan, uh, the, the owner of the lounge and Funky Buddha, Basically, it was like, hey man, like you know, basically we just sold we sold the big brewery. Um, we didn't sell the lounge as part of it because it's kind of like too is too close to their heart. Honestly, that's where they started. Um, they didn't really want to give that up. And uh, so when they they when they sold the big brewery though, they they sold the, na- the name rights to Funky Buddha. Mm-hmm. Um, so the lounge had to be completely rebranded mm-hmm. or renamed. Um, and honestly, you know, I, I just think they didn't really want to go through the pain of rebranding and everything when they worked so hard to get where they were. Like, why are they going to go back and like? You know, sort of put all the time and effort into rebranding the, right. you know, the small little one-barrel system. So uh, Ryan, they had actually just won. Uh, we were at the award ceremony. They just won silver medal. I think it's silver. Pretty sure it's silver for um, no crust, which is like their peanut butter and jelly brown. That beer is really good. <clears throat> I've had so that beer. Good. It tastes just like peanut butter it's and jelly. It does. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so I had some last weekend. It is was, it really? It's really? Oh yeah, it's a really really good. I beer. actually went there. I bought a uh, four pack. Um, I just happened to be in the area. Um, I managed one of the properties very close to there. It's actually right next door. And I said, I'm in the area. I might as well hit it. So I got a four pack of no crust, and I got their. Um, it's not the maple bacon coffee porter. It's a different one. The maple bacon's very good. Too. It is very yeah, good yeah. too. But no, they got they actually. Had I had, a, I had a, something move in my trousers when I had that drink. It was that good. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you, their beer is very good. And I mean, it's yeah. it's your beer. I'll tell you, and this is no fluff. Your beer is excellent. Oh, yeah. thank you. Appreciate it. You really can is. tell the heart and soul that goes into what you're yeah. making. It's not just here. It's not Coors Light. It's right. not something. It's not even as compared to a lot of the beer that I've had. And I'm not ashamed to say it. I've had a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Your beer is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Each one is its own different kind of thing, and you really have to try them all to understand. Like you were saying, five minutes here, five minutes there, how much yeah. detail you spend and how much time you spend making this stuff. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. We put a, we put a lot of uh, work into it, and you know, uh, like I said, we're we're brewing on such a small system that it's it's not automated at all. We are literally like doing like lifting fifty five pound bags and. Uh, emptying everything by hand, so it's really cool to like hear that because you know we put a lot of effort into this. Yeah, absolutely, and and of course it shows in the taste, and that's I that right there. I was going to ask you this question, but it already it, it's you know the proof is in the pudding. That's what separates you guys from everybody else. It's the fact that it's the old school approach that you're you know manually doing this stuff, but that's the best way things are made, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you don't have to rely on machinery to do it. You're doing yeah. it yourself. So uh, right then and there, um, I mean, we just had some amazing beer. And it shows. So, 
you guys have completely separated yourself from the competition. Yeah, our um, we, we our uh, motto is that we're proudly nano. So we're mm-hmm. actually classified as a nano brewery, which mm-hmm. is like even smaller than a microbrewery. There, there there is a thing smaller than a microbrewery. <laughs> well, um, nano is smaller than micro. Yeah, so yeah, so we're technically classified as a nano brewery, which is minuscule. Well, somebody did good science. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I, I did decently well in science. <laughs> But yeah, so um, so we, we actually kind of think that it gives us an advantage though because of our because of our small system, um, it it allows us to do a lot of kind of weird experimental things and also like a lot of things that that a lot of brewing techniques that have sort of fallen by the wayside just out of um, basically just for the sake of ease. So like uh, like certain techniques that are a huge pain in the ass if you're doing it on a grand system, mm-hmm. we're able to do that because we're a one barrel system, so we can do things like decoction mashing and all these like. Um, technical things that we think actually like really add a lot of quality mm-hmm. to the beer um, so you know it's we we see our size not as a hindrance but like as a plus that's so. I, I could not agree with you more I mean yeah. sometimes quantity you sacrifice a lot of that quality sometimes right. it is good to stay in that small kind of picture but at the same time you're able to send your beer to a very large audience but you can do it your way right and I, yeah. def- I really respect that yeah. now, speaking that's of audience they <clears throat> you guys have uh Music night, stand-up comedy night, open mic night, right? You guys do all cool events too. At, at, yeah, know, yeah, we have place. we have stuff always going on. So um, our Facebook page stays really up to up to date with all of our events. Um, our website does too. But yeah, every Wednesday we do our open mic night, which is um, we, we we kind of inherited that from Funky Buddha, and we it's a it's a um, tradition that we continued. And uh, we love it. it. Honestly, Wednesdays are my favorite nights, like 100%. They're, they're Let's get so, some crazy people to come out, so huh? Fun. It, it, it's amazing, man. Like, the, just the community that comes out. Like, it's just such a cool sense of, like, support mm-hmm. and, like, community. Yeah, I love it. But, yeah, so, like, Wednesdays we do our open mic night where um, usually it's mostly comedians. We get musicians, too. Mm-hmm. We get, like, a poet every once in a while. Some, sometimes we get something, like, super bizarre. Like what? Uh, you got it. Super bizarre, right, man. So, I, yeah, let's hear. I'm it. not gonna put you on the spot, but I gotta hear some of the. You know, when you say super bizarre, so we had this dude who showed up. Uh, it's a couple weeks ago, and um, and he probably my friend, yeah, probably young young black dude, dreads, like super cool looking guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And he gets up there and he starts speaking in this like old school Scottish accent. And just like that goes off on this monologue, and like I have no idea what the fuck he was talking about. To be completely honest, with you. like I was just mesmerized by this dude, like doing like a perfect Scottish accent, and just like that voice coming out of somebody who like doesn't, it, you know, just you wouldn't think that voice is ever going to come out of yeah. that person. Mm-hmm. It was just the weirdest thing. Like again, for five minutes, he just got up there and did a monologue for five, five minutes. minutes. Wow, I don't know what the fuck it was about. Like, I don't think anybody did. Was, so yeah, I was going to say, what was the reaction in the crowd? Oh, everybody loved it. It was like <laughs> nice. Yeah, everybody went crazy. Like again, I'm not sure if anybody like got what he was trying to do, but like people like appreciated it and was like that was weird and different. Like fuck yeah, cool. And like started clapping. So it's it's a really supportive thing. Like the um, the we we get a lot of people who are performing for the first time um, at open mic night and like whether it's comedians or musicians and they get super nervous. You can tell when it's their first time and they're. And um, a lot of times they have a hard time like tuning their guitar or whatever, and the whole crowd will just start like cheering them on. Like it, it's such a that's cool, nice. it's such a cool thing. That is that's really cool. cool. Yeah. But then we also we also get like we get a lot of comedians who are professional comedians. I saw you had uh, Dustin Diamond, we, yeah. aka Screech from Saved we, by the Bell. We that did have Screech throwback. Recently. That is yeah, really cool. How was that? That was not open mic night, but yeah, yeah, he, it was it was interesting, man. Screech is an interesting dude. Like yeah, he was. I guess so. Nice. Like, did he just come in or? Um, no, no, we we booked him. Um, 
So, yeah, we have comedy shows. Um, so open mic night is essentially a comedy night with, like, music kind of in between. Um, but then every once in a while we'll book, like, legit comedy shows where we're, we're booking professional comedians coming in. Um, but, yeah, Dustin Diamond was one of them. And it was, I don't know, it was weird, like... He, he just like he thought he was like too good for Florida basically like he just talked shit about Florida and I get it I mean, we talked a little bit before the podcast so yeah, like Florida is just a weird a weird place like you always like yeah the news stories it's because I mean I was originally born in Long Island but um, I've lived in Florida since I was eight you know I lived I, I did spend a lot some time in Denver I lived there for a while but my home essentially is here Right, um, and it's always you know you click on a news article, and even like I still subscribe to uh, some of the news stations out in Colorado, and it'll they'll post stuff from us, like from Florida, so yeah. Florida man, and it's just yeah. Yeah. all you need Florida is man. like Florida man dot dot dot. Yeah, oh, yeah, I gotta click it. on this to see what yeah. happened. Yeah, cause and, there's, there's, and, well, well, you, you you with Florida, you're getting animals from all over the country that are moving down to Florida. It's not you, okay. you know it's, you really are. I mean, uh, th- 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 there's groups in Florida. Yeah. There's you know you got your northeastern groups, right. you got your southern groups, yeah. you got your west. Coast groups, you know, they're all everybody's grouped up, and I, I, I don't know why. And I'm not going to speak myself, of course, but I feel like the, the, you get you get the delinquents and the animals from from every state that just say, you know what, I'm going to fucking Florida. I got to get the hell out of my state. I screwed up. I'm going to start new <laughs> yeah. in Florida, and then they try to start new, and then they the animal in them comes back out Some again. Yeah. That's yeah. how right. I feel right. about it. It's, it's like just <laughs> everybody in a big bucket and just sort of like shake, and there's a sifter at the bottom, like all the all the just the dirt and grossness just ends up in Florida. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I was born here, so like, I, I like, I love it. You but know? you can relate, though. I can I relate, mean, man. Yeah. I get it. I like, yeah, I like weird shit, and like, you know, Florida. I tell you, it's there's so much weird shit that comes out of this state yeah. where, like, you click on the news article, and no matter how absurd or wild it is, it's like, yeah, I, I could, I could see that. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that happening. Yeah, there's some guy you my, know gets eaten by his own pet alligator. It's like, well, yeah, right. I mean, that's, right. my uh, uncle I Joe had a that. pet alligator. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah it's, uh, <laughs> But did uh, did Screech get fucked up at the at the bar? Or was he, uh, he how was, how is this? Because I've heard mix, I've seen him before live. Yeah. I got into it with him. Really? He was at yeah. He was at uh, Boca if, Black Box. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. But back then when I went, it was called uh, Boca Nuts. I mean, this is like when I first moved down uh, to Florida, maybe back a few years in. But anyway, Dustin Diamonds performed like oh Screech from Saved by the Bell. So he made it known. I think he got like a little drunk before the show started. So what ended up happening was like he was telling people that were going up to him, they were like, oh, take a picture with Screech. And he was like, don't call me Screech. Like he was uh, very offended yeah. by Screech. I guess because he's like a disgruntled actor. Like Screech was his only thing. Well, that's what he's known and, for. Yeah. yeah. Right. I say be grateful, motherfucker, because, <laughs> yo, you, you made money. You got somewhat famous from it for quite some time on a very popular TV show. Don't you know that's yeah you know yeah. it is what it is. That, that, he wasn't gonna get popular off his looks, you know what I mean? Like definitely he, not. He, he should he was be getting stuffed in lockers. Yeah, right. I, I'll tell you well, something. Well, well here's never... what happened. I gotta tell you a story. So mm. I'm 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 in I'm in the comedy club. He gets up on stage and he's doing he's doing the whole thing uh, about Florida. You know, like Florida and you know oh the people can't drive down here. He's doing this whole thing, but he was dirty. Like he had very like he was very raunchy uh, comedy, right? But it wasn't funny to me. Okay. He was very, like you know and like my mom was there. My dad was there, had family there, friends. So it was a whole thing. And what was funny was we were sitting in the back, and I didn't realize this, but he had his crew like that was sitting at the table next to us. And I'm, the whole time, like me and my buddy are looking at each other, like, this guy sucks. Sucks the <laughs> and whole time. Laughing. 
We're going, he sucks. Like, me and my friend, back and forth, he does suck, right? Yeah, I go, his I'm going to give, I don't know what they're doing. I'm just focused on what I'm doing. And, I, and, I, and I'm like, I'm going to give this guy a piece of my mind. And my brother's like, yeah, let's boo him off the stage. So I go, boo, like that, <laughs> and, and, and as a joke, right? And then, like, he stopped. Like, he got startled easily. So I was like, I'm going to get this fucker. So he says some, like, really absurd thing. Like, oh, I came all over her face. And my mom's sitting there. I'm like, oh, ah, you're done. You're, that wasn't even funny. So I go... I go, you need better material, buddy. I yell it out. <laughs> and he goes, who said that? Who said that? You? And you're standing up. I'm sitting down. I don't uh, give I'm not going to stand for him. So wait. So he, he's on the stage. So um, he turns around and, and he's saying, oh, yeah, and I went on a date the other night and this and that, right? And uh, I don't know. I just started going back and forth with the guy. Anyway, I had the place laughing. Like they were cracking up on him. And then he turns around and he's like, he goes, you're a fucking nobody. He goes, I made millions and this and that. And, and you're a nobody. Like he was getting mad. Mm. So I'm, I'm loving it because now I got under his skin. I said, buddy, I said, you did a lot better when you got stuffed in a locker. This oh. whole stage thing ain't for you. <laughs> dude, it, it was hilarious. Oh, dude. Everybody was cracking up. He couldn't finish the freaking segment. He got off the he stage. He walked off the stage. He got off the stage. Wow. Yeah, knocked him off. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, like, yeah, it, thank you. He was like super, like raunchy, like, and I, I think he, I think he just overcompensates, like, well, because here's the because thing. he was that character for so long. Raunchy, if it's done right, is funny. Oh, like, 100% agree. Perfect story. When I was going to UCF, they actually brought in Bob Saget. Oh, Saget, right? Okay, yes. so awesome. We all thought it was going to be a great idea. Oh, we're going to have a couple of laughs. I think Alonzo Bowden opened up for him, and he was funny. He was really funny. I love comedy. Yeah. You know, my favorite comics, you know, Bill Burr, Dennis Leary, you know, Dave Chappelle, Charlie Murphy. I mean, these are all good, but they're all blunt. They're all Bobby Collins. They're all blunt, honest people. Right. So we thought we were going to go there. We were going to have a laugh. We were going to do like he did and rib him a little bit and have fun. Bob Saget got, got up on stage, and we all knew him from, you know, Full House. We're like, oh, it's going to be, you know, PG. Yeah. He was not only raunchy, he was way over the top. <laughs> he was hilarious. He yeah, was so funny. Like, we left, we're like, wow, you never really judge a book by its cover, right. you know? I mean, <laughs> I, have you seen his stand up? His stand ups are really yeah. good. For the viewers listening, take five minutes, go to YouTube, pause this or whatever, wait till after this is over. Bob Saget. Yeah, don't YouTube pause this. Him, please. <laughs> don't pause it. Uh, uh, so don't pause what I'm thinking of. All right, yeah, never mind. You are, you are the main host. I'm just filling. I get it. But no, he also, is, uh, he Ron is White. funny. Oh, yeah, Ron White is also up Go there, on too. Netflix. He He's funny. raunchy as hell. Ron White, old southern dude, like 60 years old. Fucking hilarious. That is scotch. I mean, yes. just, he is. He's the man. He's actually ever, probably one of my one of my top five. Have you guys ever He's, seen the the movie Aristocrats or heard the joke The Aristocrats? The Aristocrats. It's like, all right, it, it's, I mean, I can't get into it now, but like, look it up. It's amazing. Okay, okay. But basically, it it's it's like a, this long story. It's like this joke that's been like long running in like the comedy circles and like Hollywood and like wherever. Mm -hmm. And everybody has their own version of it. And the whole point is to be like as raunchy as shit. Mm -hmm. Like as possible. <laughs> Bob Saget's like had me like borderline throwing up. Like it, <laughs> it was just, it was insane. So yeah, there's a movie and like there's just a bunch of comedians just doing their version of that same joke. But Bob Saget was like, I was like, I feel I need to go like take a shower. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. We left leaving that Bob Saget uh, comedy thing and then this was a, dating myself the old UCF arena like this is way this is like 2006 or 2007 and we like it was packed it was super packed and he had everybody like we were we were laughing but we were like wow this is really what yeah. Bob Saget is really yeah, like, right, like yeah. Full House is like is like a really you yeah. know yeah. shined up yeah. version of who he really is and I'll tell you he killed it 
He went from night. full house to animal house. That he guy. did. He really did. <laughs> so what's next for Robot Brewing Company? Um, I don't know, man. We um, so right now we um, we're kind of limited with the the license I took over. Um, sort of uh, limits us a little bit with. Um, able to distribute mm-hmm. so basically everything that we brew has to stay in house so people have to come and um right. except, except this episode yeah yeah right right, right. Yeah, yeah. don't don't tell the feds i don't know what you're talking about i don't know what yeah. you're talking about uh but yeah so basically um so yeah people have to come in and like kind of chat with me and like i'll talk beer and i'll do it for hours with them um but so we can't sell bottles to go right now uh that's just, that's the thing that we want to do um so i'm working with the state to kind of like tweak our license a little bit here and there and see what we can do to be able to sell models out of our tap room. Um, we're, we're kind of expanding, um, our homebrew shop that's next door. We're kind of turning that into a little bit of a bottle shop too. So we're starting to carry a whole bunch of, uh, kind of hard to find, um, beer from around the country, around the world, actually. Um, some like really specialty stuff that we, we can actually sell that to go. We can't sell any of our stuff to go, which is kind of weird. Um, but that's the way Florida works again. Florida's backwards. Florida's very backwards. Florida, man. You need a permit to take a shit out here. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, we're expanding the bottle shop, which is something I'm really excited about. I love, like I said, man, I love good beer. Like whether we brew it or not, like I just love being around it. Um, so yeah, we're, we're hoping to kind of turn, uh, robot into like sort of the, a beer Mecca in Boca. Um, so yeah, people can come in, grab a, you know, grab a couple robot beers and sit at the bar and then grab a bunch of awesome beers from around the country to go. We're going to be at Robot Beer after our softball games. Oh, yeah. We're going to let the team know. Absolutely. Robot Barry Beer. softball. Yes. Peter, Jerry, um, everybody else. Shout them out. Yes, Shout them out, Shout Dana. <laughs> like I said, yeah. Um, who else? Who else? Well, you know what? Bunch of animals on the board. Bunch barriers. of animals. You'll know when the whole when when, when you'll know when everybody starts screaming penis. You'll know that's the barbarians. That's all right. us. All right. And we'll all be wearing the same good, uniform. Good so you know who we are. But we'll go on what Wednesday open mic night. Yeah, yeah. We'll have we, Jerry scream penis on the top uh, of his lungs. Imagine doing an acapella. Not acapella. <laughs> oh, you guys, you guys well, can. You guys should get up there. Yeah. Everybody sings at the same time. The barbershop. Barbershop. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, you should tell you that, man. I will. Yeah, I'll pull some strings. We'll get you up early. Yeah. While, while the place is still packed, yeah, you get it before exactly. everybody else comes. Yeah, no, no, no. no. We'll, we'll get you when it's when it's nice and busy. So, yeah. um, speaking of getting the boys together this week in social media, guys, we got to talk about it. We do. Boys can have periods too. Yep. This is real, um, you know. And again, for my listeners, uh, for the new listeners that are tuning in, I have an experiment that I'm doing. It's called This Week in Social Media. And basically what I'm doing is I'm picking out all the craziness, uh, all the things people are offended by, and we're going to dissect it and and basically declare if it's bullshit or real. Mm -hmm. Uh, But here we go. Students of the United Kingdom city called Brighton and Hove now will be taught that boys have periods too as part of a new curriculum approved by the city council. Mm. Dana, your thoughts? Uh, I mean, honestly, this is you know, this just comes from my upbringing. Like, I don't know how old you are. I mean, I haven't. I mean, you and I are the same age. I'm 35. All right, I'm I'm 31. So, okay. but we all. I grew up in, in a household where you know you. I'm. I grew up in a very tolerant household, but this for me is just a little bit too much over the top. I again did some research on this, and mm-hmm. some of this is actually really positive, where. The, they are placing um, in both the girls and the boys' restrooms. The boys I'm not so much a fan of, but the girls' restrooms they have, it's like $4,500 worth of all these you know, pads and tampons. Well, that's and fine, things. though. That's fine. And I have girls. no problem with that. But I still maintain the fact that you know, parents, I know parents will do anything for their kids. They'll do, anything right, they'll do everything right by their kids. But there comes a limit where 
you can only steer them in, in a direction for so long. Like if you like at eight years old, I don't know what you know. Like all this I knew at eight years old was to play baseball and play Golden right. Sixty Four. Right. You know, that's all I knew when I was a kid. Right. When you're thinking about a period as an eight year old boy, there's something else going on in the background that, for me at least, I don't agree with. Well, when you growing up up until present day. Have you ever met a boy or a man that said they got their period? No. You? <laughs> Never. No, no. Okay, no. me either. So I'm just yeah. going to say. The, but the lo- I did have a period yesterday. You had one. I put it yourself. at the end of the sentence. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I put it at the end of the sentence. Like I said, yeah, the only men, the only period you're going to get from Look, a guy is at the end you, of the sentence. All right, here's, here's the deal. Is that if you believe, you can believe whatever you want. And that's the tolerant person I am. A, you don't have to shove it down my throat. And B, I lost my train of thought. That's okay because it gets <laughs> worse. That good? No, the, the oh, I'm sorry. This is where I was going. Was up to the age of 18. At the age of 18, if you say, "Look, I've been a boy my whole life. I want to be a girl. I am totally fine with that." But Don't you're not hurting you, anybody. Yeah, I don't but care what as you long do. as you like, at eight years old or nine years old, you don't know what you, what you are. Look, you know either you stand up to Pete or you don't. Right. And yeah. I know that's very blunt for a lot of people, but at eight years old, that's all we know. Yeah. Well, when the teachers discuss periods, they also have to address uh, the class a certain way, too. Mm-hmm. They have to address the class and say girls, women, and others. That I don't agree with. Now, here's the thing about that. I got something to say about that. Girls, women, and others. Others. I feel well, like others is, sounds very derogatory. Well, like, it, it is. Because, they, but why not say, say like, trans? Like, the say article, girls, women, and all you people over here. Yeah, well, the, <laughs> artic- the article says boys. Now you're saying others. Others. Like, get, you know, what is it? That's why I'm calling bullshit yeah. on this. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think this is happening. I mean, look, I agree with the whole concept of, and this is, again, when we were all growing up, sex, sex education was what? Don't do it. Right? Right. Yeah. That's not real world. Right, right. This, I at least can appreciate on the girl's side that it's real world here. You got to know what, you know, tampons are available to you because you never know. I mean, no, at least, I mean, I'm a, I'm a guy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But... You never know when you're going to get your period. It could happen at 10, 11, 12, 13. Right. I don't know. But if it does happen, I can understand that that would be embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You have the supplies that you need. You can go to the bathroom. You can excuse yourself. And you can you have stuff there waiting for you so you can deal right. with it. Yeah. That I agree with. But all this other stuff, I don't. Well, people are outraged. Uh, families, um, they're pissed because, you know, look, the, you know, boys don't have their periods. Uh, it's confusing the kids. Confusing... Mm-hmm. Now you're confusing transgender with males, and trans, and they're saying transgenders are completely separate from girls and boys. Which, okay, true. But I don't even remember, I mean, you know, how can I put this? I don't ever remember ever in my entire life ever meeting someone that was transgender, but at the same time, maybe I did and didn't know it because they didn't want to talk about it, which is right. understandable as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think it's okay to make it aware that, look, People are born the way they're born. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like nobody chooses. All right, I'm going to be both. You know what I mean? Like people well, the are born the way they're born, that. and that's not their fault. No. So I think it's okay to make people aware that hey, you know, there are people out there that were born a certain way. Um, but you know, you got to treat them like they're regular people too, of course. Um, and my thing has always been the same. If you're a good person and you do the right thing by people, I don't give a shit what you do, yeah. who yeah, you sure. are, That's where you're from, thing. what yeah. color skin you have. Yeah. I don't care. Like I said in the last episode, I don't have a problem with anybody. You know what I mean? Unless you got a problem with me, and then it's a different story, and then we could talk about it. That's the great thing about not only our country but our world is everybody is different. You know, I have friends that are – I have – 
male friends, female friends, gay, straight, black, <coughs> white, Hispanic, Jewish, Catholic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Like you said, if you're a good person and you don't do ill will by me, right. you're fine. However, I will add a nuance to that. You can live your life however you want, but you don't have to sell it to me. Right. I'd prefer yeah. that you not to actually. Right, just keep keep it keep it on your own. Keep like it on even your own. something so simple like vegan and and vegetarianism. You cannot eat meat or fish or chicken for the Whatever. rest of your life. But don't don't I throw that shit at me. It. Yeah, but don't kill yeah. me about it. Yeah, I don't right. give a shit. Look, you that's how you think. Great, this is how I think. Mm-hmm. Respect how I think. I don't got to think the way you think because you tell me to. Yeah, get the fuck out. Or of you here. give me a guilt trip. Yeah. It's like oh, you're right. the, the, yeah. that piece of steak had a name. I said I know, and he or she is delicious. You're right, but, right, right. His name is T Bone. Yes. <laughs> it gets worse though see this is when it goes over the top okay mm. uh, and I've taken my notes but this is when it gets over the top Teach, if teachers refer to a student as a boy or a girl that constitutes harassment there's an easy way to get around it you just call them by their name yeah. there you have it there you go. and that's you know again that is so over the top that is so kid gloves and that's yeah. something that I'm not a parent so I don't know and I hope that doesn't discredit me as a speaker on this show but I've seen a lot of things I've dealt with a lot of things this is just so over the top well what do you do you're uh, let's talk about it you're 10 years old 11 years old Mm -hmm. you're a boy right we're all men here you're a boy you're going to school all you're thinking about is is video games and maybe tuggy tuggy you know if it's it's entered (laughs) your mind at that point at 10 years old you never know so anyway Anyway, okay. Th- no, what no, else no. are you thinking about, right? At that point, cartoons, you oh, know. Oh yeah, cartoons. Well, I still think it. about cartoons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, cartoons, <laughs> yeah. just yeah. rabbit, and yeah. Tuggy Tuggy. Yeah. So and Tuggy Tuggy. That's all good. So you go to school one day, you know. Well, you got all this stuff on your mind. You go to school, so the teacher's talking about transgenders and boys going in, and girls in the boys' bathroom, and boys in the girls, and you're gonna have a box of tampons. What goes through a child's mind, a boy's mind, at 10, 11 years old, when they hear? Tampon, first of all, the fuck that is. They start laughing. Right? Goofing around. Now you got, to me, I got a toy to play. I got a prop yeah. now in the bathroom. <laughs> what are we going to do with this thing? Because I know I ain't using it. You ain't using right, it. What the hell are we going to do? Which backpack is, uh, am I going to like, put this in? And, like, uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I got a bloody nose. I'm going to stick it in my you nostril. Stick, yeah. I'll tell you, I am, you would be very keen on calling this where within six months, some kid will have stuck a tampon up his nose. Yeah, yeah, I think I've seen it in the movie, actually, come to think of it. It may happen. Yeah, some kid is... But it's going to get up. surgically removed. Probably. That's the problem. <laughs> and nuclear medicine ain't going to help them. No, <laughs> there's, there's not a test for that. And if you want to know what nuclear medicine is, you got to watch the Instagram post that we had before That's the show. That's right, absolutely. And uh, speaking of posts, I checked out another post. Uh, California Aquarium in Monterey Bay apologizes for body shaming as sea otter. Yeah, they called it thick. See, <laughs> I love it. I just that one I have an issue. With. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, sorry. wait. I'm a. I gotta hear it. I gotta hear was it. it. No, 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 no. Or she thick. How do you body shame thick? fucking? You don't. Water. That's the problem. <laughs> also, people thick, are so fucking. Thick just... is a fucking compliment. Yeah, like it the, is. the way it's used. T T H I C C is a right. compliment. It is. I like thick women. Yeah. I like curves. You it's, can't be an ironing board. You got to right. have features. So is that the is that when you use it as slang? That's how you spell thick. Oh yeah. No K. Two C's. Oh okay. My bad. Okay, because I was ready to fire away about the the grammar. No no. I know. See that yeah. That's that's 
The vernacular is correct. Like uh, two C's is a compliment. With a K, I'm not sure. I'm not so C sure. C for man. compliment, guys. C. Well, yeah, here's the thing: when like, you say it, they don't know the difference. You don't know the difference. It's like, but, well, how are you spelling it though? But then like, the other just just take the compliment. But then they yeah. go further. But it depends on the way you say it. You it does too. And then to go further, they they quoted, "Oh Lord, she coming." Oh Lord, she coming. So what they were saying was that some people were tweeting that this was called digital blackfacing. Yep. So basically a non-black person talking like a black person. So now there was an uproar that not only did they body shame a sea otter because it was heavy looking and uh, heavy women out there were offended by it. But now because they said, oh, Lord, she coming, uh, that constitutes that uh, you're trying to act like you're black and you're not. So people were very upset about it. Again, that's just, you know, a lot of the stories that you hear lately over the past couple of years, it's just things that are so small and you make them really big. Right. For yeah. no reason. They're blowing it's it like, up. like, look, I, are you calling me or somebody else or, like, even an employee at the aquarium thick? No, you're calling an animal. It's a fucking right. otter. Yeah, yeah. It's a freaking otter. Like, I mean, what's I, the matter with so, you stoon so odds all over there? I mean, so what the hell? example, right? I love dogs. I had a husky. Are you not allowed to call my husky a husky? Because husky means fat. Bro. You got to rename it something so, yeah, else now? You have a, you're Jewish. Yeah. You ever say forget about it? Yeah. Okay. You can count them on What one. nationality are you, Alan? Uh, Irish. Irish. Yeah. Okay. You ever say forget about it? Yeah. yeah right. I'm Italian and Irish, by the way. Right. I say forget about it, right? Mm -hmm. Do I go around and picking people off, say, oh, you're digital tomato sauce in me? Yeah. Because you said forget about it, you're not Italian. I don't do the digital tomato sauce. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Enough. Yeah. Oh, Lord, she coming. Big fucking deal. People also, have to have thicker skin. Sorry to interrupt no, 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 you. Go no. ahead. I was going to say, also, blackface, like, in the, in the past, blackface essentially was to mock black people. Mm -hmm. Like, the thing is, is black people are cooler than most white people. And I'm, as a white person, I'm cool. I'm fine admitting that. Well, black yeah. people have rhythm. R black, yeah, it's yeah, not even swag, just swag. Yeah, but like they, a lot they, of rhythm, man. Everything that's cool. Black Black Twitter is a very funny and just amazing thing that they are. It's just Black Twitter is just the most creative group of people on Twitter, mm -hmm. and so they come up with these things. And sure, like a lot of people bandwagon it, but I think that's a compliment. They're, they're not like like oh Lord, she coming. Isn't making fun of black people. It's right. like making. It's like. It's just using it's, a cool it's a reference, thing that they a cool funny it's a cool thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, imagine exactly. like you're standing on your shoes. Oh, right. lost, she coming. Right. You kind of rub my exactly. hands together. Blackface yeah. but, was meant to demean. You know what I mean? No, like that's, right. nobody's. That's, well, I mean, blackface in itself is. Right. Like, right this right. is not this that. Is not, this is not that exactly. One hundred percent. But the aquarium in Monterey did issue a statement on Twitter apologizing and calling it a quote learning moment. They learned a big learning lesson for. But for calling a sea out of thick, guys, you know what it comes down to? The fucking almighty dollar. I'm going to tell you why. You think the aquarium actually gives a flying fuck about this, this Twitter comment about thick? They don't give a shit. They allowed it. It was fine, right? Yeah. They fucked up. They didn't really fuck up. Just you get a couple of assholes that maybe 2% of people mm -hmm. that cause a big to-do and it gets everybody else riled up and now all of a sudden it's an outrage and now it's viral so now the, the aquarium fears that they're going to lose people from going to the aquarium and lose out on money and right away what do you think the big wig of the company says make sure you apologize issue an apology we don't want to lose any money nobody's going to come here anymore they're going to think we're racist you it's all bullshit it. read through it when you get these fucking apologies it's bullshit grow the fuck up well, th th I will add one thing, 
And it comes to the fact that obviously it is an aquarium, it is a professional establishment. You have to be careful. Look, all basis concerned. Have either of you been excited to go to an aquarium or a zoo? Yeah. Of course. All right, then I, I, I stand yeah, alone. I'm, yeah, I'm, I stand I'm alone. I'm with you. I don't okay. love the animals. I was never, if yeah. somebody said to me, hey, we're going to the zoo today, it's like, all right. I just, I, I don't. <laughs> I'm so an animal I know guy. Yeah. I like animals. All right. Yeah. I, okay, I like animals too, but I don't want to spend all day at the zoo yeah. or an aquarium. Or. Well, whatever. I know who I'm not calling next time. I go to Lion yeah. Country Safari. Look, yeah, if you don't want to take me to Lion Country <laughs> Safari, I'm happy with that. Um, my, my wife's with you, though. She doesn't like zoos. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is that. As a business, you are trying to attract customers, and you do want to attract a new um, a new fan base. You know, younger kids they understand what thick means. I'm 31. I understand what thick means. I think it's funny. Right. It's not going to make me go to the zoo, and that's just me. You, I don't know how, but you have to be careful when you post things on social media on behalf of an organization. Yep. True. At least have somebody, you know, you shouldn't have one person who's in control of your social media. You should have at least two people where it says, hey, I'm going to go, sorry. But maybe they do, and, nope. and it was just, nobody thought it was it was bad. Nobody I thought think it was bad. We're in a society today that no matter what you post, someone will find offense to it. Like, I, you know, this, this guy, you know, back before there was social media, you had people. They were in their basements, or they were in their attics, and they were wigging out. Go talking to themselves, screaming at themselves, going crazy. But they were doing it behind closed doors. They were doing it alone. They were doing it. Nobody knew it was happening. Now these people have a fucking outlet. Everybody now these out. people, yeah. these same people that are nuts and talk to themselves and scream at themselves, have a fucking outlet to type on yeah. and Which, talk about. And yeah, we have to hear just it. Just to put the craziness out of the world and everybody can... Like, it, yeah, like, it's just... Here, this is my crazy fucking idea. Yeah. And then anybody can stumble across that and that can well, somehow become viral and then millions of people are saying I said it on the last episode, walking around in New York, psychopaths everywhere, broad daylight, nut jobs. Yeah. You ignore them, you keep walking. Those same people have Facebook just like us. Right. And Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And Instagram. And they can yeah. do whatever they want. Yeah, you're right about the whole uh, having to like be careful what you, you have to be put careful. out there though. Because like so I I run our Instagram feed for robot and like every once in a while, I'm like, I, I kind of like it, like getting right up to the line sometimes with shit. Mm-hmm. And um, I like, I've, I've been like running stuff by my staff recently. Hey, is this okay? But yeah, the other day, like somebody left a uh, a bag of like um, of uh, sex toys at the brewery. So it was like just yeah, it was like, wait, it was like, wait, it was like a joke. It's like yeah. somebody's Turn birthday out. present, and like somebody like you know like jokingly gave them a novelty bag. of So like, it was just some random. They just oh no 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 no! Okay. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't like a like a duffel bag full of uh, of sex toys. It was more just like a present. It was like, like a to go bag. It was like yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it was a duffel bag full. No, yeah, it was like a Christmas present. Yeah, right. It was like a Christmas present, you know, like a joke Christmas present. But there was like you know anal lube and like uh, Ooh. yeah, and just uh, all sorts of cock rings and interesting interesting things. Yeah, okay. and I was like, this is funny. I should put this on Instagram. And I was like, hey, I've had two beers. Come, come here, Eric. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I was like, Eric, one of our bartenders, like, you think this is okay if I put this on there? Like, people kind of know we're out there and we're kind of different. He's like, uh, I think it's okay. I, I would say okay, too. I don't care. He shut me down before, though. He, he's like, no, 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 you can't put that. I'm like, all right, fine. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's not only the words. It's obviously pictures and things yeah. like that. You have to be careful. Yep. And for any people out there that do own a business or that do handle the social, social media account for a business, you have to be cautious as to what you post. Because especially nowadays, people can take one thing 
and spin it completely different. Like, look what happened to LeBron James. Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he posted on Instagram song lyrics uh, and and quote, "We've been getting that Jewish money. Everything is kosher." Yep. Uh, Dana, you're Jewish. Your thoughts? Honestly, I consider it a compliment. You know, okay. it's one of those things okay. where you know when. Like in the early 90s, to be black was to be cool. And it still is. And it's all the trend-setting stuff. Like I remember um, I was watching a documentary. I love ESPN's 30 for 30. I was watching um, – do you watch 30 for 30? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I saw the Ric Flair episode. That was Woo! good. <laughs> but they had one on uh, – it was called I Hate Christian Leitner. And oh, it was great. It was, was great. Yeah. Episode. So they were talking about this. It was narrated by Rob Lowe. He did a really good job. We are talking about – the evolution of styles and trends. And they were talking about the Michigan Fab Five, where they were the really first basketball team with the baggy shorts. They all played from Michigan. And it was like, whoa, you can wear baggy shorts and play basketball. That's a, And everybody started wearing it. They didn't take that as offensive. It's a compliment. Right. This, to me, is a compliment. Who wouldn't want to have Jewish money? When and he you apologized. Say Jewish money, and he did apologize. He said this, it was a compliment. Here's the thing. This is not the first time this has come up. Busta Rhymes. So I, I like Busta Rhymes a lot. I like hip-hop. I'm one of those, yeah. I grew up in the 90s. He came out with a song called you know, Arab Money in 2009. Mm-hmm. I thought that was awesome. Like Especially when you see the music video, you, know, you got the Rolls Royce and the Bentley and like the whole over the top, mm-hmm. you know, with the yeah. rings on each finger. That's cool. It's like, who wouldn't want to have, you know, Arab money? And they didn't even say Arab, they say Arab. Arab. That's how I still, say Arab. Yeah. And for, and that. Sorry was, to my Arab listeners, and, but and I say, like, I like, I'm from New York. Yeah. We say Arab. And, and during the song, you know, they're doing like the whole chants and everything. Yeah. I didn't see a problem with that. But you this know, is not the first people, time. That LeBron used a racial slur. Uh, if you don't, if you if you forgot, or you've been living under a rock uh, for the past couple months, he, he uh, basically called NFL owners old white men and slave masters. Uh, so that I mean, look, that's pushing it there, LeBron. That's that's inciting racial divide. You can't. I mean, come on, let's talk about it. Let's I talk. Mean, that's like let, let's let's be real about it for a minute. All right, everybody. I got black friends. I'm not racist, you know, and, and I'm Italian. You know, we, we just kind of we kind of cruise through the middle. Um, but let's be real about it for a second. Uh, you know, you're when you start saying old white men, you know, let's flip it. If I say old black men, hmm, it just got a little weird in here. It did. Right? All right. If I say slave master, okay, and I'm black. Now, if I'm white and I say slave. You feel me? Yeah. There is very upset. And I got black buddies of mine that are listening to now and they're probably saying, man, Joe, what the fuck? You know? But let's talk about it for a second, right? Yeah. If you're going to use those types of terms to describe someone based on the color of their skin, no matter what color they are, right? That's not good. No, it is still racism. Right. And That's I do not agree good. with that. You know? I mean, but he, also, when, when did he post all that stuff about the NFL owners? This was very recently. How recent are we talking? We're talking like this years? year recent. Okay. Yeah, we're talking very, very recent. So, you know, uh, I don't think. Do I think LeBron is racist? No. No. Um, but I, I just think that there's a there's unfortunately there's a lot of animosity um, with race. You know, coming from anyone, coming from black people, white people, uh, people, you know, from all over the world. There's yeah. always that racial. Like, look, I just started growing my beard a little thicker, mm-hmm. more thicker than normal. And I kind of look Arabic a little bit, you know, with the beard. You think so? I've been getting really crooked <laughs> looks, man. Like, people have been looking at me funny. I'm like, wow. Like, it needs, honestly, coming from. So, and again, just like the last episode I was on, we're all bearded. Mm-hmm. I think. 
it should be thick. It shouldn't be like a little peach fuzz. I, I'd say I'd say go bigger. Uh, I'd say go thicker. Yeah, go I am. Out. I'm actually. Go gonna, I'm going for the. Uh, if for our baseball fans out there, I'm going for the Dallas Keuchel. I'm really. I'm going. I'm going all the way. I'm going to give it a shot. I don't care. I'm going full lumberjack. I like that. <laughs> But look, look. Let's talk about this. Last I checked, I'm sorry to mean to cut you. I just want to get this point out. Kurt Schilling, mm-hmm. uh, if you're a baseball fan or a fan of sports, Kurt Schilling was uh, World Series a pitcher. World Series MVP. Uh, he was also a World Series uh, winner uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks and Boston Red Sox. I hate his guts, but he lost his job on ESPN. He was a decent commentator for tweeting that he disagreed with men being allowed to use a woman's bathroom because of fear of his eight-year-old daughter being in a bathroom and a man walking in. Now, that's just a man talking about his kid being worried that, hey, what is the world coming to? He gets fired. Mm-hmm. Fired. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what do we do as society? Do we pick and choose what's right and what's wrong? Everything, I mean, LeBron says uh, slave masters and, and old white men, right? That's fine. But this guy's worried about is his kid going in the bathroom with, with men, and he gets fired. It depends, I think, on the role, and it depends on the star power, I hate to say it, 100%. Of, the, of the person, where you have somebody who is a commentator. You're always hearing their voice. You're always hearing them speak during the games and everything else, and they're providing expert opinion. LeBron James, albeit he's a masterful player, one of the best players the of all time. Greatest he's a of all player. time. He's not a commentator. However, he should know better. Yeah, he, he should know better. He, he definitely should. I mean, he knows that what his words carry weight. Mm-hmm. Um, he's LeBron is a really really smart dude. Like he should know better. Like he he should know the reaction to something like that. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think your point with Kurt Schilling is interesting because I think you're right. Like the I think it's uh, I think those two are comparable. Um, calling somebody a slave owner and also calling somebody like a group of people a rapist mm-hmm. like both of those are fucked up right yeah. um and yeah you're right i mean it's i think i think it comes down to what dana said like it's star power like it is if if lebron wasn't lebron well also like they're not they're not gonna fire lebron over that like the kurt no, schilling, kurt schilling is he's easy replaceable. replaceable lebron james is not replaceable yeah, LeBron, so it's yeah. gonna be a slap on the wrist i yeah. mean guys like us you know you're a business owner you're a business owner i work for a company i'd probably get my ass handed to me for that but as far but that's that as far as this whole thing with the jewish comment uh i first of all i don't think he meant anything by it i think people are pissed off at him but I mean, they honestly, they should be banned at the fucking radio stations that actually put this out on the radio. Right, that's a song. That's he's who just, he is. He's, he's just, just quoting yeah, a lyric. Right. Whether whether it's right or wrong, he he was just stupidly or naively, I should say, like quoting a lyric. And he did see it as a compliment. It wasn't something yeah, right, outwardly right. racist. Yeah. Right. You know, the only the only tiff I have about LeBron James and some of the other people in the in the in the sports realm is just the fact where you take your personal opinion and look, everybody's entitled to their opinion. But at the end of the day, you are a player. You're playing professional sports. Yeah. I remember after um, uh, I forgot what the name of the, uh, the name of the guy was, but basically it's the um, I can't breathe. That whole thing. The oh, New York yeah. City Police uh, Department. Yeah. Eric, Eric Gardner. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Eric Gardner. Thank you. I'm, I feel horrible now that you know that, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Given my past profession, is he was wearing the I can't breathe shirt. You know, everybody's wearing the I can't breathe stuff. It's like, look. Yeah. The best 
and this I'm standing on my soapbox now, the best kind of way to settle an argument is with education and seeing it from somebody else's side. I would love to see Colin Kaepernick or LeBron James or some of these other people go through a police simulator, mm-hmm. walk in somebody else's shoes for five minutes. Yeah. And see mm-hmm. what it's like, as opposed to passing judgment. Not only that, using a forum such as national television and sports. But isn't that what we to... do? Isn't that what we do as society? Here, yeah, do we group people together and stereotype right well, of away? Of course we do. Of course. That's and what you we don't do. We have all the facts, and it feeds into that, mm-hmm. unfortunately, that negative kind but of But getting back to, to, to LeBron, I mean, and, and you know, a lot of stuff I had to write down because I, I, I don't want to forget my point. But, I mean, that song, Baby, It's Cold Outside. That was knocked off the radio. No curse words, no racial innuendos. But somehow, so many people are offended by that. I think it's bullshit. Give me a fucking break. Look, I'm, I'm again, I'm going to say it. I call bullshit on people that are pissed at LeBron. I really do. Because, I and I'm going to say this, maybe some people are going to get mad at me, but please don't because I'm just making a point. And just take the racial, racial stuff out of it. But I think it's important to say this because I'm making a point. I'm defending LeBron right now. But all day long, you hear people saying the word nigga in music. All different races and nobody cares. You either allow all racial slurs to be thrown around loosely or don't get offended. Or you lock down racial slurs and make it known that nobody, no matter the race, should talk like that. Don't put these types of lyrics in songs anymore. Shut it down 100%. Otherwise, you're just inciting more use of the word. I mean, that's how I feel about it. If you're going to say this offends me, then why is it okay for other songs to be out on the radio and nobody's saying boo about it? There's a lot of shit out there. There's a ton of songs out there and some damn good music, too, that have these words in it. And it's unfortunate. But if you're going to be offended by one thing, then you need to be offended by all of it. You need to take ownership. You do. Because it's not right. It's not right that, you know... It's it, it's an awesome song, but it has the N word in it, right? Uh, so we're gonna overlook it because uh, it's the N word and it's in every other freaking rap song. But a song like "Baby, It's Cold Outside" with no curse words, no racial in- innuendo, people all of a sudden upset about it. Well, that's, come on. Well, you make a point. All of a sudden, when was that song first produced and like, put out? 50s, 60s, yeah, and everybody loved it. And everybody up until up until Christmas time, 2018, nobody had a problem with it. Yeah, but now all of a sudden, everybody's got a problem with it. So my my wife is a psychologist. Um, So she, I've I've had this conversation with her, and like we've had this conversation about that song, and uh, when this whole thing happened, and there's like I think everything in that that song is excusable, except for the line, "What's the what's the point in hurting my pride?" Mm-hmm. And she's like, she told me, she's like, that's like, that's rapist talk. Like, that is like mm-hmm. predator talk. Like, it is. Yeah. But I don't know if it was meant that way. And like, she, she's not like, oh, it's also a different time. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's not like, oh, it needs to come off the radio. Yeah. Like, I don't think anybody, I, it's fucking been there for so goddamn long. It like, it, that's, yeah. It, I mean, you can recognize it and be like, this, this line is like weird and it's a little uncomfortable and like whatever. But like, also, also like, it's a fucking Christmas song. Well, that, but you, know I mean? you like, make wait, wait, wait. You, you make a really good point. Yeah. It's a it's a song. Mm-hmm. Right. When you're talking about the N word, and you're talking about even you know even something that might offend me. Hey, you're talking about killing cops, and you know, the song by N.W.A. Fuck the police. But, yeah, it is an insightful song, but they always fall back on an artist. I'm not talking about they. Right. Artists fall back on its music. Right. It's a song. Right. Why can't mm-hmm. the general public understand the same mantra? We're like, look. 
It's a song. Yeah. It was made in 19, what did you say, 1953? Yeah, but music is today. very influential it is on influential, young people. But no, but you're going to go down that road where it's like, oh, you know, if you play Goldeneye or Grand Theft Auto Vice City, mm-hmm. where you're going to kill hookers and run from cops? Not everybody. Not everyone. I yeah. played. But again, crazy people have access to everything normal people have access to. Let's. I'm just being honest about it. Yeah, like, this right, is not right. PC. This is just, there are people that are not right in the head. And they will take something like that seriously. You're never going to escape it. There's always going to be crazy people that can do crazy shit. Uh, so as far as this LeBron thing, leave the fucking guy alone. He didn't mean anything by it. I, st- I-, I defend the dude. And at the same time, if you were so fucking bent up out of shape with the lyrics of the fucking song that he posted, why the fuck didn't you make a big stink when the, song- when the fucking song got dropped? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nobody yeah. made us think about it. It wasn't that big of a deal. Everybody heard the song. Nobody said anything. LeBron quotes it. Everybody's pissed off. Give me a break. Yeah, I never even heard the song, honestly. Like, well, Neither I, have I. Yeah, and, but uh, I just, when I knew we were talking about this, I looked it up. But yeah, so um, I guess 21 Savage, Meek Mill came out and said 21 Savage meant it as like a compliment, like like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And I can see that. I mean, naively, like not knowing the context or like what the, the connotation and like the history behind like the Jews have all the money and like that whole mm-hmm. like that whole like racist hey thing. I want to be the one with all the money so yeah. I take that as a compliment but so I, I just think it's like a naive thing that they were, they were thought it was a compliment without knowing the, like with maybe in that context they thought it was but not knowing the whole big picture and I think people need to like take context into consideration when you're like dealing with things and especially art I mean like art's meant to like stir the pot you know yeah mm-hmm. um so I, I don't think we need to be start censoring "Baby It's Cold Outside" or any song with the N word or like any Jewish money song. Like, mm-hmm. just like if you want to be offended, be offended. But like, fucking like, let's yeah. let's still just listen to music and don't listen to it if you don't want to. I mean, look, that's you, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, everybody has the right to listen to whatever they want. Yeah. If you if you don't want to listen to rap music, pick a different station. Right. Yeah. Pick like something else. And I'm not going to listen. Listen to friggin' yodeling if you want. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, right. <laughs> listen, there ain't no lyrics in there. I'd say it was uh, yodeling. Pretty- I actually find very offensive. I'm going to put my foot down right now. <laughs> no, you know what it is? It's that two band throat singing. You ever seen Big Bang Theory? That was funny. <laughs> you are you never seen that? You watched I watched Big Bang a little Theory? Big Bang. Yeah. yeah, Sheldon did this whole thing. Where it was like, oh, you know, it was part of his roommate agreement. It's like, yeah, I even promised not to do. Was it uh, Tuvan throat singing or whatever? And like, of course, everybody was like, what's Tuvan throat singing? He grabs his neck and like he does this up and down with his mouth, and it's like this weird ancient whatever. It's like stuff that hasn't been used for thousands of years. It was the funniest thing I ever seen. That's but what one, I'm talking about. One of the funniest things I've ever. Yeah, seen. change the station, guys. Look, yeah. if you're offended. I got a great idea. I'm sick and tired of hearing babies on fucking social media crying and bitching about bullshit. So I'm going to continue on with my day. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to be heard, do something about it. Mm-hmm. Make a fucking statement. Get contact radio stations. Tell them how upset you are. And maybe you could cause some sort of chain reaction and uh, they'll start taking these songs off the radio. But till now and then, you could bitch all you want. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> How about that? How about that? How but about what I do give a shit about, about, about that? But what I do <laughs> give a shit about, cross country mortgages, guys, for a minute, let's talk about it. Uh, we're here, as we always are, live at Cross Country Studios here in Cross Country, mortgage office in the lovely Boca Raton, Florida. These guys, you gotta check them out, guys. Seven days a week they're open. If you're thinking about renting, don't do it. If you're thinking about buying, you're on the right track. These guys, like I said, seven days a week, Monday through Friday. They throw the Saturday and Sunday in there, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Nobody else does it. They're the best in the game. 
I am living proof of it. My loan was closed in 12 days. Come on, how you doing? So stop it, guys. If you're renting, just take your paycheck and throw it out the window because it's exactly what you're doing. Build some equity. Build a future for you and your family. Get some money. Do it. Put it together. Build a legacy for you and your family. One day, maybe you'll sell the house and make 100 k Maybe more. Who knows? Or maybe you'll stay there forever. It's your forever home. It's going to have the most best sentimental value ever have. And the only company to do it with, Cross Country Mortgages. Hit them up. I want you to talk to my boy. Because here's the deal, guys. These guys are open 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. That's pretty cool. But we can even go one step further. Call Frank Cristiano. He's open past 9 p.m. He's going to do it. If he's in the bathroom, he's in mid-wipe, <laughs> this guy will pick up the phone with the other hand. He'll talk to you. 561-504-1278. Hit him up. That's what I got. Cross country. But let's roll right into it. Mailbag time, fellas. Oh, man, this is awesome. Dana, why don't you read the first mailbag? Okay, this is from Joey Rica in Coral Springs, Florida. Um... Sent very disturbing elf on a shelf photos to our mailbag. It was the elf video. I'm sorry. It was the elf video recording a bunch of naked Barbie dolls inside a bubble bath in the bathroom sink. You're a pig. <laughs> You're a freaking freak, Joey. I know Joey. I'll tell you. You're I a will, damn pig. I do appreciate the creativity though of all the elf on the shelf stuff. I'm Jewish and I can appreciate that. Yeah. Where they had one, obviously, you know, the uh, the Avengers Infinity War came out. I'm not so much of a, uh, a comic book person, but I understand Thanos with what the the fist he can vaporize people or whatever it is. I'm sorry, everybody, but they had an elf <laughs> on the shelf where they had a figurine of Thanos with the fist, and they had like the elf was just a hat and then like a bunch of fragmented candy canes. Oh, <laughs> I saw that. That was awesome. Outline, that was cool. That was That's really funny. Good. That was really funny. Joey, I think you're a sick maniac. I think you need mental help. Um, send, to, send it to my wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Have, and then afterwards, you can have a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> so, Joey, you're a nut. But thank you very much for sending the picture in. It was much appreciated. Next, we have Kyle from Palm Beach, Florida. And I like Kyle. He Kyle says he's. Uh, I'm at the gym, and this girl is wearing cheek shorts and popping squats right in front of me. I couldn't help but stare. She turns around and catches me looking and gives me a dirty look. I don't get it. You come to the gym wearing your panties and you expect guys not to look at you? Why do girls do this? We talked about this when I was on your podcast. We were talking about yes, we the did. perfume girls. Remember yes, that? the perfume. This is kind of like the same attention-seeking behavior, like the same kind of thing. And like, look, I go to the gym. I know you do. It's, yeah. I mean, you can wear basically whatever you want when you go to the gym as long as you are clothed but if you wear something like that you can't expect us not to look it's like driving around in a bright yellow lamborghini and then expect get nobody to look at people it. take pictures of the car yeah. you know, like it doesn't yeah like it, it doesn't make sense like if you're gonna wear that stuff and wear the lipstick and the makeup and you know do all the stuff you got to do there's a reason why you're doing that like you're there to sweat and to make yourself a better person if you want to go pick somebody up at the gym and you want to wear that stuff, don't be offended when somebody takes a look at yeah. you. Yeah. Right, yeah. But I mean, if you're a guy, you gotta, you can't be standing there with your mouth li open. Yeah, limit if your you stare. Look, like, limit. catch a glance through the mirror. Like, do something like that where you're not just, like, standing right behind huh. them. Right. There's a sly way to do it. Yeah, there is. Of and, course. I mean, and I'm going to do it, but, like, 
you know, you can't be a creep about yeah, it. Yeah, right. Don't know? be a creep. Don't be episode a creep. one. First episode. Yeah, guys. You know, like you said, be slick about it. You know, walk over, get a glimpse, have a sniff, and keep walking. <laughs> have a sniff. <laughs> We're all dogs. <laughs> But that's, why, yeah. I mean, that's why wearing sunglasses is just, I mean, nobody can tell where you're looking. It's, uh, you know. Well, that brings up a problem for me where I get offended, where people wear the sunglasses inside. Oh, you can't wear inside. You're no. right. In the gym, yeah. it's different. Well, the gym it's is hard. inside. Yeah, Unless you're, you're working right, out you're in right. Venice Beach, yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. But, Kyle, uh, look, I get what you're saying, Kyle. Don't get offended. You know, it's tough not to look. But Be subtle. Try to be a little more subtle. To me, it sounds like your tongue was hanging out. Yeah, as long yeah. as you're not creeping anybody out. Do your thing. Take yeah. a look. It's all good. That's the thing We're about our hands. listeners. I love our listeners and guys and Kyle. Kyle, thank you very much for for uh, you know sending us a mailbag. Um, we love the fact that you're listening. But as hosts, we don't really know who you are. So I don't know if you're a freak, Kyle, or or you're just a regular dude. Um, so you know, don't take the comments the wrong way. If you're really you know we're just peeking, and she just happened to catch you and give you a whole thing, I can understand that. You know, I, I, I defend you in that respect. I think Kyle should turn the tables and wear some really short shorts to the gym and, like, <laughs> prance around in front of her. Maybe drop a little nut out or something. <laughs> that reminds me of that one uh, that one skit that Johnny Knoxville did when, he, uh, when they were way back when, when they were in Jackass. Which, nowadays, that show couldn't even air. Yeah, yeah. Judging nowadays, oh, yeah. right? And we're going back to the other topic. But I remember he dressed up as uh, Irving Zisman, the old guy. Remember, and he worked out. Yes. And he had the yes. fake nuts out yes. the side. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly the guy. Yeah, Dude, these sure. are the same guys that guy stuck a, 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 a little Hot Wheels car in a condom and shoved it up his I, ass and then Ryan went for Dunn. an x ray. That was Ryan Dunn, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever uh, laughed so hard. This uh, is so was, stupid, but just. Oh, so yeah, funny. I love when the doctor asks. He's like, well, how do you think you got up there? The doctor's like, I think you stuck it up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you stuck it up a U.S. That's how he said it. <laughs> uh, so, Alan, why don't you read. Uh, oh. Uh, here's a copy. John from Beth Page, New York. Why don't you, why don't you right. read that one? Let's do it. What's up, John? Uh, hey guys, I heard your last episode, uh, New York thing. Did I pronounce that correctly? Pretty good. All right. Yeah. Uh, very funny. I couldn't stop laughing. But what's the big difference driving in Florida compared to New York? I'm thinking about moving to Boca, and Joe reminds me of my brother, a pain in the ass, but funny as hell. I resent that pain in the ass. But thank you for the funny as hell. Uh, well, how long did you drive in New York for? Uh, I didn't. Okay. Well, I mean, I drove through there, but no, I didn't learn to drive there. But you've experienced, have you at least experienced the traffic? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. My wife and I remember I was actually in a stick shift car. I was in the white Camaro I used to have. And I drove, um, actually went through New York City and I drove Mm -hmm. through traffic and I went through all the nonsense. And I'll tell you something there's a difference between drivers everywhere else and drivers in Florida. True. Especially Especially drivers in New York. Drivers in New York, in my opinion, are aggressive, but they're decent. Drivers in Florida are just aggressive, and they're not good. I mean, there's, I mean, you can count. I mean, I think that New York did a really good thing where you can't, if you're going to be on a phone, you have to be hands-free, Bluetooth, no text, no pushing buttons or anything. And a lot of the technology has reflected that. <clears throat> Sorry, where you can't be, you know, plugging away at your phone while you're driving because right. it is a big distraction. Yeah. Here. Well, yeah, in New York, they were they were finger fucking their freaking iPhones the mm-hmm. whole time while they were driving. Well, and this is that was for a big a thing. Time. I mean, New York has been hands free for what ten years? Yeah, just at well, least there has to be. Here, oh, wait, oh, people are just transfixed on their phone. And that compounds the problem where the driver training in Florida is very minimal. The driver's test in Florida is very The driver's test in Florida is easy. Guys, uh, let me explain something to you, John from Beth Page. 
It's in a parking lot. It is. I'm not even kidding with you. When I first moved down here, even before I moved down here, I got my Florida's license when I was 16. I was still living in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. I took the road test. I pulled out to go into the street, and and they, oh, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's doing a road test, right? It's in the parking lot. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. That's easy. To whip de doo around, make a K turn, flip, 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 park in between the, the cones, and call it a day. I got my license. That's why it's so crazy. But I'm going to sum it up real quick for you. So as a equivalency to getting to places, driving, it's the same exact. Even though things are closer to New York, traffic is so bumper to bumper. It takes you a while to get there. Florida traffic is not as bad. It's a little faster-paced traffic, but shit's far away. So it's kind of equivalent as far as timing is concerned uh, when you're driving. Uh, the only thing I would uh, probably do is take out the A-Rib... Uh, uh, cab drivers and replace those with really old people that can't even see over the steering wheel. This is and a that's year for that. Probably what you're looking at there, it's John from Best Page. Yeah, so there's there's two different types of drivers. Well, South Florida at least. Uh, South Florida is a different animal than the rest of Florida, John. True. Um, but so in South Florida, there are two different two types of drivers. There's the aggressive as fuck drivers, and then there's the old people who are basically going 35 miles under the speed limit yep and to be those are the dangerous ones because yeah. um, everybody everybody's going 90 200 and uh, all of a sudden you come up on granny she's going 35 and everybody slams on the brakes yep. so and half the time they aren't exactly sure what's going on around them they're not super aware um, I got a quick story the uh, a buddy of mine and I were um, at, at my old job where uh, the carpooling so we were on our way home from work and we were down this like tiny, tiny little side road in this small little town on the other coast of Florida. And um, there's this little old lady. Basically, there's a there's a road where there's a 90 degree turn, no stop sign, just basically 90 degrees. And um, we're heading one way. There's a car ahead of us. <clears throat> we see the lady come on the other side to make the to make the uh, right hand turn. And she pulls like way wide, like all the way into our lane. <laughs> but like we're we're going slow enough. It's like a 20 mile an hour like zone. We're going far enough. We're far enough back that we stop. The car ahead of us stops just to basically let this person get back in her lane. She never gets back in her lane, just completely unawares. Just had no idea what the hell's going on. 20 miles an hour, hits the car in front of us. And then I think she must have, like, instead of hitting the brake, hit the gas. She, like, climbed up the car and just went by us. Like, we're just, like, I'm just sitting here, like, just hands on the steering wheel, just, like, watching her go by. (laughs) (laughs) On, like, two, on two wheels, just going by like this, and eventually just crashes in a ditch. It was, like, it was the most violent 20-mile-an-hour wreck I've ever seen. (laughs) The most violent. It was crazy. She was, like, going, like, we were, like, the first on the scene. Like, we hopped out. Like, she was, like, hanging by her, like, uh, seatbelt. So I crawled in the back. And there's just like uh, deviled eggs everywhere. Deviled eggs. <laughs> she, was, she was like going. She was like going to a potluck or something. Oh just like deviled God. eggs all Poor over the place. Lady. If you want to know what South Florida driving is like when it comes to the old people, you wa- you got to watch an episode of South Park. Remember where the old people get their life, where they had their licenses taken away. They all try and go to the country kitchen buffet. Yeah. You remember that? Yes. And they're trying to get like people are so scared in the town of all the old people were like during the like the early bird hours, people are like running off the streets and like the old people <laughs> would like yeah, you can't even see like, I'm trying to get to the country kitchen buffet and all of a sudden they end up driving through a storefront and that's the other Florida thing where like Florida driver or Florida man or whoever puts a car into a pole. How do you do that? Like, it just, I don't understand. All the time. Because here's the thing. Is very, that, very Again, common. the driver training here is poor. There's a lot of things that people do here. And you brought up a good point. The spatial awareness. 
people have no spatial awareness at all, regardless of age down here, because it's there's not a lot of variables. In New York, you have the snow. In Colorado, where I had, you had the snow. Me, I had a lot of good driver training when I was growing up. I've been a car guy my whole life. I've always been pushing it to the limit where if the back end slides out from under me, I know how to fix it, you know, different things like that. Here, they don't teach you that. Right. And, yeah, like he said, the driving test here is a parking lot. Yeah, no, it's true. That's and some my, people do fail. Yeah. Some people do fail multiple times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's beyond me sometimes. But, you know, having driven in Florida for most of my life, it's it's like a whole different world down here. And you know what the best part about Florida drivers are? Even when they make a mistake, they look at you like it's your fault. Oh, dude, you're right. That's the worst. <laughs> oh, that makes me so angry. I, I, oh, man. It's I'm like, like, you don't know the law. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was going down uh, 595. It's a 65-mile-an-hour zone. And look, we're all adults here. I'm not doing 65. I'm doing like 75. I'm mm-hmm. in the left lane. And all of a sudden, this car comes off of, um, I think it was Flamingo to get on. Comes There's four lanes. Comes over right all the way left, right in front of me. I use the shoulder to get away. And as I'm going by her, like she's like I see she's trying to grab the phone. She looks oh, at me, God. and I'm looking at her. I say, "Get the fuck off your phone!" Yeah. I mean, it's just like you really thought at four o'clock in the afternoon or five o'clock in the afternoon, you were with all this traffic coming at you. You're going to get across all four lanes untouched. Right. And if I wasn't paying attention, or if I was in my phone, or I wasn't as good a, a driver as I am, not to fluff myself up, I would have I would have put you right in the wall. Right. And it would have been my fault. Well, this morning I had a I had a moment this morning. I very rarely get road rage. This morning, a little bit touch of road rage. You know, I didn't have my coffee this morning. I, I we were out of pods this morning. Uh, like, I got to go to Dunkin' on the way to work. So on my way to work, I realized that uh, I had had not gone to Dunkin' in this area before. So I pulled up my maps and it said you got to make a left, and I was already in the far right. So I said, all right, I'll drive a little bit, make a U-turn, turn right on military, call it a day. So I'm in the front. Uh, on the right side, first car, and I got a Honda next to me. I'm like, I'll whip around him real quick, and I'll go, you know, in the turn the lane and make the U-turn, and that's the end of it. <clears throat> this guy thinks I'm getting in a race with him. <laughs> this guy st- pins it, and I'm, I'm, and I, I. So at that moment, after coffee, Joe lets the guy go, and then I go and make the turn. But we're not talking after coffee. We're talking before coffee. <laughs> I'm like, fuck this motherfucker. I pin it. Yeah. And now I'm doing like 75 down friggin' Woolbright. And I, and he was in a Honda. I got a Lexus. So it was a little faster. And I got around him. And I just did the whole one shot. I cruised over two lanes into the turning lane, slowed down, and made the U-turn. Mm. And he beeps the horn at me like oh, he's yeah. to go fuck himself. I was like, buddy, I was just going to go around you. You didn't have to freaking start drag racing me yeah. on freaking Woolbright military there, pal. But I got my coffee if anybody's interested. Oh, that's good. Ah, well, happy, happy ending. That, that's the silver that's, lining. That's a happy ending. I got my coffee in one piece. Oh, so um, our, our last mailbag today, actually, I'm very happy about to hear from, uh, this is a little surprise for our uh, super fan, Jared, uh, Wild Bill Returns. This is awesome. Wild Bill hit us up. And for our new listeners, Wild Bill hit us up a while back. Uh, he had an issue where things were tight. He was. Uh, he's. He lives in North Carolina. Uh, lost his job. Uh, he's married, and he needed to do anything to make money. Decided to get a job as a male stripper. Mm-hmm. 
So he got a job, didn't tell his wife. He was worried about it. His wife found his cowboy costume uh, in the bedroom, and she was asking questions, and he told it was a Halloween costume or some shit. Anyway. I haven't heard this. This is great. Uh, guy's living in the year 3000. Yeah. <laughs> I can get away with this. And, and, and uh, it's great. So he, he basically, um, his wife found out later on, and he was out on the couch. His mm. wife was not happy about it. So this is an update because Jared called him out on last episode. Hey, guys, sorry I just got caught up and heard the last show. After the money started coming in, my wife was cool with me stripping. Things are better than ever. Thanks for always asking about me. If I come to Florida, I will stop by and say hello. Wild Bill. North Carolina. Hey, man, that's great. Wow. That is, oh, my God. Wild Bill, and that's just a great part because first it was just Bill. Yeah, and we called him Wild Bill while we were talking. This guy's Wild Bill, you know, and now he refers to himself as Wild Bill. So, Wild Bill, uh, good for you, buddy. I'm glad. I'm happy for him. Mm-hmm. That's amazing, man. That is. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good update. I Almost like as good as you getting coffee this morning. <laughs> <laughs> silver lining. That's yeah. a silver lining, man. I'm I'm happy for you, Wild Bill. Keep keep it up, man. You you keep doing it, my friend. You keep getting after it. Mm-hmm. Give us an update at least once a month. Update us. Let's give us your status. And if you stop by, please be clothed when you do. Yeah, yeah. We don't want any. They ain't going on Facebook Live, buddy. That I can tell you for sure. <laughs> but uh, I want to, uh, again, thank um, uh, Alan Steen for coming on the show. Mm-hmm. Repping Boca Raton, Robot Brewing Company. Amazing beer. Uh, guys, please continue to like and follow us on social media. Facebook and Instagram, at a guy thing podcast, Twitter, at a guy thing pod. Hit up our YouTube channel. We got some hot videos coming very, very soon. A guy thing podcast channel on YouTube. Hit up the mailbag as always. It's easy. www.aguythingpodcast.com. Scroll down to the bottom, click mailbag. It's very simple. Or you can hit up our voicemail, which uh, uh, I will be posting our uh, voicemails on the next show. 856-441-6386 and subscribe mad easy guys go to the website aguythingpodcast.com first button you see is subscribe it's that easy everything is you're literally two clicks and you're, you're subscribed that's how easy uh, we made it for you rate us five stars on Apple iTunes it really helps us grow the show and Alan one more time how can our listeners find Robot Brewing Company uh, so we are in Boca Raton, um, right on Federal Highway, just south of Spanish River. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at uh, facebook.com slash Robot Brewing Co. Basically all those social things, it's uh, slash Robot Brewing Co. Uh, you can go to our uh, website, robotbrewingco.com. We keep um, that site really up to date with whatever beer we have on tap. It's up to the minute, so you can go on there and see exactly what we have on tap. Um our events are on there, uh, so yeah, come swing by. Um, we're a we're a little small little brewer. We we kind of like being the misfits of the brewing world. That's kind of how we look at ourselves. So uh, yeah, if you guys want to come support the little guy, that's us. Um, shout out to my brewers. I gotta give a shout out to them, um, AJ and Scott. They do they do great stuff. So between the three of us, we're we're brewing some really experimental, crazy out there beers. So 
Come try them. Hell yeah. Thank you, AJ and Scott. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Hey, thank you guys for having me, by the way. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Beer was awesome. It was. You're a gentleman. Very nice to meet you. Thank you for bringing the beer in. Hey, anytime. It yeah. was absolutely fantastic. And Dana, thank you for filling in for, uh, listen, it's for always, the bear. It's always a delight. You know, I love being here. Thank you, Joe, for the opportunity. It's such great beer, man. I mean, check Appreciate out Robot it. Brewing Company. This is fantastic. I do mm-hmm. want to give a couple of shout-outs, obviously, to my wife. I love you. You're doing fantastic. My parents, I love you both. Um, want to give a shout-out to Balbarian Softball. We're starting Hell January. Yeah. January 15th. <laughs> also to the uh, Tri-County LSX Car Group, Fred, Nathan, Connor, Elron. It's always good seeing you. Looking forward to the key strip, guys. And UCF football is still undefeated. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Next guest, guys, episode 20, Blueprint Pro Wrestling. Live from Deerfield Beach, Florida, Jamil, the owner of the company, he's going to be repping Blueprint. they got a show coming up January 5th. Going to be sick. Guys, have a great night.